Welcome to Off in an Adventure, a podcast where me, your host Imani J, will dish on all my travel stories. Being a Black female solo world traveler can bring about many unique experiences. This is a place for me to share my scary stories, funny stories, love stories, and all else in between as I gain new experiences traversing and exploring the globe. Listen along as I tell all where hopefully my stories will inspire you to set off on an adventure. So today we are going to be talking about racism, specifically in Mexico. I know me, the number one thing I research before I travel to any country is the racism in that country. How do they like Black people? How do they respond to Black people? Are there a, is there a large population of Black people within that country? It's always something that is on the forefront of my mind as a Black woman who travels alone. So in Mexico, I went to Mexico in 2021. Uh, I spent a month in Mexico from May to June, and I really just had a great time. I also went back to Mexico um, uh, this year, 2022. What was it? From Valentine's Day to the 24th to the 20th or something like that. So I spent another week in Mexico. The locations I was in, I was in Mexico City for two weeks um, and then Tulum for a week. And then I've also spent a week in Playa del Carmen. So those are kind of like the areas of Mexico in which I'm talking about uh, as I kind of refer to my somewhat of, uh, I would say racially charged or microaggressive experiences within Mexico. First things first. I want to make I want to make one thing perfectly clear. In Mexico, by Mexicans, I was well received. I would walk through the streets of Mexico City. People were staring at me, but I feel like that's just like a black people thing. No matter where you go, for the most part, you'll get stares. <laughs> so whatever. I was kind of used to that after going to high school in Korea, and you know. Over, I feel like in East Asia countries, as a Black person, it's a little bit more rare. So in Mexico, I was like, okay, this is like no big deal. I'm used to the stairs. Everything will be fine. Um, but no, I was very well received in, in Mexico City. People were very nice to me, very welcoming, um, very kind. The Mexican people were very kind. Um, I would... I'd be walking down the street and some people would be like, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, I love your hair. Um, can you take a picture with me? There was this one instance where this Mexican woman uh, and her two kids, she was like, oh, uh, hijo, like take a picture with her. And so I'm like posing for the picture. And she's like, oh, put your arm around her. I'm like, oh, goodness, this man, this boy has to be in like high school, middle school. And I guess she was like, oh, she's pretty. Like, you be with my son <laughs> or something. So I feel like I've had different instances like that. Me personally, I don't mind taking pictures. It depends on the context. If I'm just walking around and not doing any serious sightseeing where I'm really trying to intake uh, intake my surroundings and the culture, then I'm pretty much fine because I'm not really doing much anyways. But if it's like when I'm on a tour or something, no, I don't want to take a picture with you because you can post it on your what on your <laughs> on your WhatsApp and be like, "Hey, I met a black person today." Like, no, we're not doing that. Um, but yeah, overall in Mexico, by Mexican people, I just 
I had a great time. Where it comes in, where the racism comes in and the microaggressions come in are with the other foreigners. So I'll say um, I had, actually, I had a guy come up to me. He was Mexican. And I would say this is the only sort of microaggressive thing. It was, it didn't bother me too much, but it was like an annoying question. But I was walking to, um, I was walking to the park in Mexico. The guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, do you wash your hair? I was like, huh? He's like, you know, do you wash your hair? I hear that black people don't wash their hair. I'm like, yes, I wash my hair regularly. He was like, oh, well, how often? I'm like, do you ask white people how often they wash their hair? Like, please, sir, sir. And then after that, he sort of kind of uh, was following me around, not in a creepy way, but in a like, oh, like, let me tell you about the park and tell you about the history. So he was uh, like sort of kind of being a little tour guide afterwards after asking that weird ass, rude, microaggressive question. But whatever. Overall, it was an okay experience. Um, I also had an experience um, in Plato Carmen with an Argentinian guy where he came up to me uh, after the club because at this time there was a a time limit. That's not the word I'm looking for. I can't think of the word. But uh, it's when the the clubs had to close early because of COVID. So the clubs had closed early. I was sitting on the curb waiting for my friends to get their food. This guy comes up to me, an Argentinian guy, and he's like, hey, do you have any weed? And I'm like, what about me makes you think that I have weed? He was like, you know, because your hair, you got the you got the dreadlocks and because you're black. I'm like, so you're literally racially profiling me right now. And he was like, well, you know, black people people with locks uh, typically have weed or whatever. I'm like, huh? What are you talking about right now? And then the first things first, I just want to let, obviously I'm black. So that he was right about the one thing. But the other thing was I didn't even have locks in my hair. I had long braids with beads in my hair. Ain't no locks that looked like my braids. But this man was just too ignorant to notice the difference, recognize the difference, and was just so rude and coming up to me and assuming that because I was black and because he thought I had locks that I had weed on me, I was like, no, get out my face. Stop talking to me. You're racist. Um, uh, Some other things that happen. I've also had microaggressions happen to me um, in hostels when it comes to the European um, people who come, who stay at the hostels. I'm like, in Europe, I know y'all have Black people in y'all countries. So, like, why are you coming up to me, uh, touching my hair, fetishizing me, you know, touching, like, it was really the hair touching. I got a lot of people touching my hair without my permission. Um, I went in the pool and got my hair wet, and everybody was just infatuated. All eyes were on me. They were just... Just so obsessed with my hair and what would happen if my hair got wet, what would happen if this, that, and the third. Like I had I had um a hairstyle and a, a protective hairstyle in 
this guy came comes up to me. He was like, oh, is your hair real? Sometimes I'll say it's real. Sometimes I'll say it's not. It depends. This time I was like, oh, no, it's not real. It's extensions. This guy's going to say to me, well, that's kind of misleading and fake, don't you think? What? What are you saying to me right now? Like these... <laughs> The audacity of these European settlers, I'm kidding. The audacity of some some of these European um, travelers coming up to a Black person and asking these questions. I think it's because, like, I come, I try to be friendly. So because I am trying to be more open and friendly, they think, oh, okay, she's, she's a safe place where I can ask my ridiculous microaggressive questions. And no, it really, I am not, I am, I am not a safe place. I am internalizing everything you say, and I will cry about this later, which happened. (laughs) So after spending a week in a hostel in Tulum, um, with all these European people constantly berating me, asking me all these questions about my hair, my being black, it was, it was just too much. And so I was like, okay, it's my last day in Tulum. I haven't actually swam in a cenote. I'm going to go to this cenote that's nearby and just have a great time. So I get in the taxi. Um, I think another experience happened before I got in the taxi because, no, no. Yeah, another experience happened when I got in the taxi. Um, but not when, before I got into the taxi. So I was just full of just so much anger and frustration. So I get in the taxi, tell him where I need to go. We are driving to the cenote. We get to the cenote and the cenote people are like, oh, we only take cash. I didn't have any cash because uh, I just didn't have any cash. All I had was card. So I broke down crying. (laughs) I broke down in tears, broke down crying could not compose myself because it was just too much. Me not having cash combined with all of the other things, all of the other microaggressive racist things that I had internalized during my stay at that hostel in Tulum. It was just way too much for me to handle. That pushed me over the edge and I just burst into tears. The taxi driver didn't know what to do. The, the, um, the people that the people that were whatever that were trying to give me the ticket people ticket booth people at the cenote didn't know what to do i was just i was just so tired of it i was so tired of all of the questions it was it was really a lot it was really really a lot so um I tried to compose myself, but my, get myself together. People were like, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? And like, how can you explain to people that you're crying because of a week's worth of racist, microaggressive experiences from European people who are supposed to be more understanding or not even more understanding from people who say that they don't have any racism within their country. Like it was just really, it was just too much. It was just too much. Cause if you were to ask these people, Oh, is there racism in your country? Do you find your country to be racist? They'll definitely tell you no. Meanwhile, they're asking you all these microaggressive questions. And I'm like, (laughs) I just, 
I just couldn't take it. I really couldn't take it anymore. So I was really happy to leave Tulum and go back to Mexico City uh, and just have some time to myself because that was just, it was too much. I don't think when I got back to Mexico City, I think I barely left my apartment because I just couldn't take it anymore. Because even though in Mexico City, I mostly got stares because of the built up microaggressiveness that I received and, um, and Tulum from the Europeans, just the stares made me feel even more othered, if that makes sense. So I just, I just couldn't, I didn't want any eyes on me. I didn't want any attention. I stayed in my hotel, not my hotel. I stayed in my Airbnb. Um, eventually I found the courage to be like, you know, F those people. They're not going to let me, they're not going to ruin my last couple of days in Mexico. Like, let me go out, have fun. Everything will be fine. Um, so that's what I did. I ended up going out more, but it was definitely an experience. One thing about traveling is it's always going to be a growing experience. You will always find growth. You'll always have challenges. You, you will, from those challenges and struggles and suffering, you will grow. So I feel like I definitely grew. <laughs> definitely grew, tried to, I definitely grew and started becoming, started being a little bit more vocal when these things were happening to me. Um, just like how I did with the Argentinian guy when I went back to Mexico in Playa del Carmen, how I was like, you're not going to talk to me that way. You're not going to make assumptions about me because of my race and my hair. Like, that's just disrespectful. So finding a voice for myself when it comes to racist situations um, is what I learned. <laughs> what I learned from that. And I don't want to dissuade people from going to hostels, um, but obviously make you aware of how there may be situations, depending on whatever group, there may be situations in which you will encounter some of these some of these experiences. Like, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's because in 2021, we we're still kind of like in the midst slash going over uh, the pandemic and people forgot how to socialize or how to respond or forgot that other types of people exist. But it was just interesting. It was an interesting experience. <laughs> But that's the end of this story of um, sort of kind of my racism, racist experiences within Mexico. Um, like I said, I love Mexico. Mexico is my favorite country out of all the countries that I've been to. I love Mexico City. Mexico City is my favorite city out of all the countries I've been to. And I love the Mexican people. They're so very welcoming and um, were very kind to me. Um, but yeah, I... <laughs> Just stuff happens. Stuff happens no matter where you go. So yeah, thank you for listening. Again, as I said before, um, check me out on Instagram at official Imani J, where you can see some of the pictures from my time in Mexico. Um, and yeah, I'll see you next time on the podcast. Well, I'll see you next time on Off on an Adventure. <laughs>